Hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast, where every week we talk about what? How you can bring your creative dreams to life. My name is Cole. My name is Adam. And this week we're going to talk about some personal stories of failure in our lives. Something that I used to be really afraid of, now something that I'm just kind of like whatever about. How about you? Same. Yeah? Yeah, I used to get really worried about, uh, you know, not succeeding at things, but after a while you start to realize it's kind of natural and part of the process. Yeah. And so we're just going to tell some personal stories from our lives and some of the things that we've learned through those experiences. Adam, what's your first story? So the first story that comes to mind when I think about failure is actually the band that I played in all throughout high school and college. And I thought that that was going to be my career and we were going to just be a band and do the band. All right, thing. hold on. You've skipped some important details. One, name? Adam? Seven months later? You want me to tell the band's name? Yeah, what's the band's name? Okay, go. Wait, is it called Adam Seven Months no, Later? No, it's just called Seven Months Later. Did you think I was asking you what your name was? <laughs> no. That okay. was a joke Anyway, answer. continue on with the story. Are you going to cut this out? No. If you're going to act like a fool, people are going to hear it. That's the point of the episode. <laughs> go ahead. What's your story? You can't interrupt me and then not cut it out. No, let's start over. I've lost all all flow. Okay, so in high school and the start of college, I was in a band called Seven Months Later. We already know all that. <laughs> cool. Go. All right, you really got to start, start it over. All right, so lesson learned from this first failure is just keep moving forward. There will be times where you want to stop. There will times be times where you want to move backwards. There will times be times where you want to edit. But sometimes that's just not an option, especially if you do things with a live component. So... Take yourself a little bit lighter. Don't take everything so serious and laugh it off and move forward. So all of this was intentional. It was all planned. And now we, no, that was story it. number one. You're right. pranking me right now. Anyway. So yeah, this band I thought was going to be my career and we all were very serious about it. And then over time we started to kind of, you know, things separate out. People go to college, whatever it is. And we ended up having a pretty na pretty nasty breakup. And at that point, oh, I... Wait, don't, hold on. These are the important details. Tell me who did what. It was just different visions for the group. What and, was your vision? Well, see, I wanted to kind of stay in like the alternative rock. Oh, this was a genre scene, yeah. issue. Okay. Songwriting genre. Things started clashing. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so worst comes to worst, we break up. At that moment... Which I'm, is a big deal. For, yeah. Like, it's, I, I was in a band. We right. did, we went through a breakup. It's not easy. Like, it really does take, like, an emotional toll. Oh, definitely. Especially when you're young and, like, eager to and try and do gonna it. And thinking it's going to be the rest of your life. Right. Right. So, you know, things deteriorated to the point where we broke up. And at that moment, you know, we had been a band for a long time. And I had actually picked up a lot of skills from the time that I was in that band and I was able to use that and transition into working in recording and doing videos and photos for people, which are things that I did for our own band. And, you know, you kind of pick up skills along the way when you're doing something like being in a band or running any kind of business. And you still get to keep those even when the thing that you built them for breaks up. Hmm. So kind of the first lesson is like, even if the thing doesn't go the way that you thought it would, you're probably a more well-rounded person after the fact, and you've probably become a better artist, and you can just roll that into the next part of your career, whatever you choose. Cool. 
Well, my first story of failure is something that I actually, I realize I still struggle with. And um, it, when we first started Immerse, which for those of you listening who don't know, Immerse is an annual performing and interactive arts festival that happens across 10 city blocks in downtown Orlando every October. And it started with me calling some friends and saying, hey, come play your guitar on the street corner or some dancers to come and like activate a vacant lot. Um, and there was this amazing woman named Lindsay Jansen who um, like said, hey, I'll help you do that. And honestly, the whole thing would have never happened had she not uh, come alongside and, and really done a lot of the logistical work and communications to make everything happen. But still, both she and I, at the end of what then was like one activation every day for the duration of a month, were just exhausted by the end of it. Lesson learned for me, let people come alongside and let people help. I realize this is still an issue during my trip to Morocco that just happened a couple weeks ago. I planned the whole trip. I did most of the work. And I found myself by the end of the trip, and, and I did that like on my own. It wasn't like other people were like, no, I'm not going to help. It was like I felt and often feel a sense of obligation to do all the work because I don't want to inconvenience other people. But I found myself getting frustrated by the end of the trip that like I, I honestly couldn't identify why. And I was just getting irritable. And I think a lot of it came from my own self-induced sense of pressure to make sure everybody at least kind of has an idea of some things that we can do. I'm not the kind of person who's like stuck into if we plan it, we got to do it. It wasn't anything like that. It was just like I had experienced essentially two weeks of always being on and it was vacation. Right. And I was always on because I had neglected to invite people into the process and allow them to help. And everybody on the trip, like really great adult who's capable of so much. And had I asked them, hey, look into this, or what do you think about planning what we're doing in Chef Shawan? Like I could have assigned those things. And I think everybody would have actually had a good time. And so for me, lesson that I'm constantly fighting is invite people into the process. And that's huge. Like I, and there are other areas of my life where I've gotten way better at it. Immerse is an example of that, where we're employing several dozen people to make that event happen. And what that thing is with a thousand artists and performers and a hundred thousand attendees, like I could never do that. Literally, I could never do that. And so when we start thinking about dreaming and we start thinking about doing big things, it will only happen because we get over our own insecurities or our own sense of control or whatever the reason is for you that you are, are slow to invite people into the process. Get over that and just let people help. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think a lot of people struggle with that one. So especially people who want to feel like they're in control of every situation. Um, I'll go ahead and tell my next failure and what I learned from it. So for about six or seven years after our band broke up, I moved into like a commercial space and ran a in-person like brick and mortar recording studio. And for a very long time, that was also what I thought I was going to do for the rest of my life. And then overhead started creeping up and recording bands started to become less and less profitable 
especially for someone who's kind of newer in it. And technology is just opening up so much. So it got to the point where I was like, man, the finances really are not adding up on having this gigantic facility anymore. And I think I would make it would make sense for me to close and start working from home. And I was really scared of that looking like failure to Mm. people. And it's kind of crazy because I had anxiety about it for a very long time. I was like, I don't know if I can really keep doing this. I don't know if this is, you know, the numbers just weren't adding up. I'm redoing the math every which way. It's like, man, this really sucks to fail at this after all this time. And people are going to know and think about it a certain way. And when I first started talking to people about it and saying, yeah, I think I'm going to close up the shop and start working from home. People were just like, oh, cool. And that was, oh, nice. Yeah, wow, that's great. Oh, you'll probably save so much money. Oh, what are your plans? How, you know, how's it going to look? What are you going to do? And I started to realize like, oh, wow, this thing that I thought was going to be a car crash just kind of was changing lanes at the end of the day. You had your own coming out experience, Adam. (laughs) A little bit. I mean, it was... That's what it's like. Internally, it's this huge deal, and it is. Like, emotionally, it's huge. Like, life-altering, it's huge. To the person, it's huge. But, like, if you're surrounded by good, decent human beings, it's like, great, so happy for you. Looking forward to seeing how this change in your life, (laughs) like, unfolds. Like, Yeah. Yeah. So I think the lesson there is, like put yourself in someone else's shoes and say, would I really even care if they told me about this failure that they're going through? Probably not. And it's a lot of, it's just built up in your own head. So Mm. don't stress too much about if you think you might fail. Uh, My next one is not necessarily a failure, but it is a series of things not turning out the way I would want them to turn out. And I'll go back to immerse kind of a a series of years of immerse. So the whole thing started in 2012. I, again, just like calling friends and like no budget, no infrastructure, no organization, none of that. And slowly over time, you know, we started looking at, okay, how does this become sustainable? What are things that we can do to like increase revenue and pay artists and, and all of the complicated conversations that come with doing a thing. And Year two was like a little bit bigger, but still was like, this is not what I'm dreaming of because the whole idea started with me going to this massive festival in Valencia with a million people at it. So like that for me was my kind of what I was comparing everything to. And, you know, year three happened. It was a little bit bigger, a little bit better, a little bit more put together, a little bit better of an experience for the audience, but still like far cry from what I wanted it to be. Well, here we are nine years later and it's still the same thing. Like it's epic and it's awesome and it's way bigger and better than it was in 2012. And it's a thing that people travel to go to, but it's still not what I was dreaming about when I first started it. Right. But I'm so thankful for what it is. And I think that's one of the big lessons I've learned is kind of twofold. One, keep doing things over time and give yourself time to build the thing from what it is into what you want it to be. The second thing is it's probably never going to be what you thought it was going to be when you started. And now we as an organization are producing these incredible experiences for people all year long that are massive and epic and interesting and unique. And I'm so thankful for all of that. Um, But it's not what I was thinking about at the beginning. And so 
Two lessons. One, do what you can with what you have and allow it to grow over time and be patient with yourself. I say this to people all the time who have a big vision because a lot of people with a big vision never start because they can't accomplish the big vision right away. Well, unless you have like honestly a rich mom and dad, there's no way for you to make the thing immediately. We grow into big things. And, and honestly, that is such a great process because along the way, you learn how to deal with people, you learn how to navigate conflict, you learn how to work alongside of others well, you learn what to do with money when you have it, you learn how to budget things. There's just so much you learn by having a little bit that you never learn if you just suddenly get a lump sum. Now, that being said, once you go through that process of building something over a decade, it's easy to get a lump sum or easier to get a lump sum. And you can start doing bigger things that are more akin to the vision that you had initially. But if you're getting that lump sum, say from a bank loan, that bank is gonna say, well, why would we give this money to you? And you can say, well, look at the stuff we've made over the last 10 years and what we've done with what we've had. And they're like, okay, it's a risk for us still to give you this money because you haven't done what you say you're going to do. But the, the history of the 10 years of what you have done is enough for us to trust that this thing will be successful too. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And something you said in there kind of reminded me of this saying, it's uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people definitely deal with that where you have an expectation of what you want to be doing because you see someone else doing something mm. or you see, you know, you hear about so-and-so got this car or... Or you had a dream. Sure, whatever it is. You can be comparing it to this like ideal that you had as well. Regardless, it's not always comparison to other people or things. Definitely. And do by doing that, you're just kind of you are kind of robbing yourself of the potential to just take it in and enjoy what you are creating and what you do have, which you know, not yeah, not ev not hitting your original goal doesn't have to be a failure. For sure. Well, we could keep telling these stories all day long, but for now, to Two from each of us. Two failures, two lessons. Lots of lessons, I guess. Yeah. As always, it's incredible spending time with you. Thanks for coming along on this ride with us. We'll see you next week. See you next week.